Okay. It's a step forward. Welcome to another episode of the Then and Now podcast, greatest podcast in the world, universe, multiverse, and all that good stuff. My boy, we are one person short today. Uh, we have just me and Ethan today. Uh, our friend Otis is in Chicago right now promoting his brand new book, Briarlands, along with our buddy Stan Batman Thomas. Uh, they have some dope shit. Briarlands is an amazing book. I've written the first, I've read the first issue myself, and I cannot wait to the rest of the world to catch on to that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's a it's a big day. We are very proud of our boy, uh, but we understand that he cannot be here because he's a uh, priorities. Definitely priorities. He he wanted us to stress how uh, how much he how grateful he is for the show and how he he actually wanted to do the show even though he's there. And we told him no. We said no. Please right. just focus on what you, what you got there instead. So great, 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 great. Again, shout out Otis, uh, Otis and Stan. We are proud of you guys, man. Yeah. Uh, today we're gonna be discussing the new show that dropped recently. Mister uh, Obi Wan Kenobi has gotten his own show. I have been excited about this. Well, first off, let me go ahead and get the gameplay on. Uh, this gameplay is of Jedi uh, Star Wars the Jedi. Oh my god, I can't talk today. Star Wars: The Fallen Order. There you go. There you go. You got there. There we go. I enjoyed the game a lot. It's dope. If you haven't played it, go play it. Make sure I turn the audio down a little bit more. Yeah. But we're yeah. gonna be discussing Obi Wan Kenobi. And uh, well, it's just I think it's just called Obi Wan, right? Is the actual title? Of the no, show? it's called Kenobi. It's called Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, I've always been a fan of this character. Obviously, like you guys know, I'm 22, so around the time these movies kind of got big was around the time I started to watch a lot of nerd stuff and got into Star Wars a lot. So my one of my first introductions to Star Wars were with the actors that portrayed these characters, and to me, this character is really dope. So much so that the 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 clone wars version of himself was based off of that animated uh well the animated version was based off of the live action one with gestures mannerisms and all i don't know if they vo- if he was voice if he voiced it he did not he did not voice it no damn i couldn't tell they sound very similar yeah that voice actor is a uh, is this it's the same voice actor that's done over one since back in the day when they had on cartoon network they had the original mm. um that little mini you remember those like five minute episodes uh, yeah, Star Wars? yeah it's that same voice actor from back then not Owen McGregor. So well, they nailed that. They're they sound really similar to me. Yeah, he's great. He's the voice actor's great. So yeah. E, really quickly, I, I know you had a lot of preliminary thoughts. I'm gonna let you start off on your thoughts of the two episodes generally. Generally, first before we get into anything in depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the this is be a fun episode because this is when we're where Dev and I or Soups and I are pretty much polar opposite on the show. My first thoughts were I love Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. He's I was uh, somewhat old enough that my first impression of Obi-Wan was Alec Guinness back in the, you know, the 80s. I, I didn't see the first one in the theater. I'm not that old. But I did see, um, I was young enough, old enough to have seen Return of the Jedi in the theater, but I didn't remember much of it. I was like really small, but I was old enough to see it, to be there. And uh, it's funny how I almost immediately, I was like, yo, this is spot on casting like when they did the prequels. Ian McGregor seemed perfect for it, and he was by far the best part of the prequels, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. most people's opinions. And then, when they announced Forever Go, they were trying to do an Obi Wan series. I was like, "Yo!" With, with and, and Ian McGregor was still psyched about. It. I was like, "Yeah, I'm on, I'm on board for this. Let's dance. Let's do this. Let's happen. Let's make it happen." And when I saw that first trailer, I was like, "My man, looking good. Got that beer game strong. Set ten years later. Oh, let's God. dance. Beer game. Beer that, game. Beer, that beer game was crisp, boy. That's crisp beard game." 
And uh, and I and I got sat down and watched the show on Disney Plus. I was all excited, all happy. I had my popcorn. I had my popcorn soup. You know how much I love my I love my popcorn. Oh, you know you love popcorn. He's got the setup going. I can't I can't sleep my popcorn, man. I love my popcorn. And I started eating it, and I was watching it, and I was like, okay, this is kind of slow, little, little slow, but I, I'm feeling it. I get this. And the thing was was weird about it, Dev. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a full spoilers, right? We're doing the full spoilers or the semi. Yeah, for people that don't know, this is just full spoilers for the first two episodes. Yeah, first, yeah, full spoilers. Um, the thing about it was. It opens with Order sixty six, but you're seeing it from the perspective of the younglings and other other uh, Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was it was it was a well shot scene. It was fun. It was intense, but it is a little odd that it the show opened because that that part with the Order sixty six and those younglings doesn't tie in directly to the show at all. Maybe it does later on someday down the road. We we'll see that that Jedi. It does specifically. It's it's more like again. It, oh, go ahead, my bad. Finish finish up. My bad. No, I thought it'd be interesting if it showed like actually Obi Wan. Uh, obviously, we saw in the movies what happened with Order sixty six with him, but it doesn't show him dealing with the stress at that time. It shows a random other random Jedi and it shows other random younglings, and we don't see we don't see Anakin either doing these things. It's like it's almost like we just see Order sixty six affecting some of the other people. Yeah, but it's not connected to anything. It kind of lost some of its luster for me. Right. It's fun to watch, but it's kind of it's kind of the same thing as a, you know, drinking a, a big ass beer. It's like it's, it's made be cool when it's going down, but it's empty calories. That's kind of how it felt. Right. Um. So so now you were saying that it 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 does tie in though. Yeah. What they're doing is um because obviously like unless you're a big Star Wars fan, I doubt any anybody watched Star Wars Rebels, um and all the extra Rebels, content though. that involved yeah. the Inquisitors. Yeah. Uh, so for this show, for a lot of people, it's going to be the first time the Inquisitors are even introduced. People don't even know where they came from. They're just like, oh, we thought all the Jedi died in Order 66. Now we have all these other random Sith Lords that pop up. Yeah. They're pretty much introducing the fact that the Inquisitors are um, Jedi that defected or were tortured and brought over. Um, so I, I think it's I think that's what that served its purpose to do. Because in preceding that, you then they focus really hard on Rhea, the third sister, which is the, uh, an Inquisitor, which I'm pretty sure... She is the little black girl that was a part of that group of Padawans that oh, were running okay. away. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's how that ties directly in. It's more so to introduce a concept that a lot of people may not know about if you unless you like consumed a lot of the other extra content, which I feel like the masses didn't. Like a lot of the masses didn't play this game, the Fallen Order, or they didn't watch Star Wars Rebels and all the other um extra shows that involve these characters specifically, like the Grand Inquisitor specifically, like he was all over um Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. So seeing him come in now. So, like, yeah, oh, so damn, that's dope. Hat, yeah. yeah, it's a dope Titan. Him, yeah, well, I don't no, think uh yeah. so the third sister, Reva, I don't believe I don't remember I don't remember her in Rebels. She wasn't she there. Rebels? Yeah, no, she wasn't she's Rebels. a new character they just created now, which is what the one one of the one things I'm I'm skeptical about, unless they explain it well, is the fact that she knew that Anakin was Vader. Yeah, if that's you, another thing. Yeah. If you read any thing. of the comics or see any of the extended stuff on Vader's like like what happened preceding Order sixty six when Vader is kind of like going on a hunting Jedi and doing all this other stuff. Anyone that even thinks they know that he's Anakin Skywalker, he kills immediately. Right. Like there's a scene where That's he's canon. hunting. Yeah. He's hunting Jocasta, which Jocasta is the old white lady that was the librarian of the Jedi Temple. They oh. capture her, and she tells all the stormtroopers in the little ship with them, like, yeah. um, you're following this guy, but he's a ex Jedi. Da, 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 da. Vader immediately, without saying a word, kills every stormtrooper in the ship. Mm, kills mm. him immediately. He does not. Cold. Like he does not want people to know that he's Anakin Skywalker. Right. So the fact right. that she knows that and she's alive and she's trained underneath Vader, I'm like, 
all right, we got to have some form of explanation. Maybe she saw Anakin during the Order 66 Temple execution, or I, I don't know, for him to be cool with her knowing that we got to have a really good explanation for that because he holds that secret yeah. really hard. Yeah, and that, that, that's one thing too. It does because I it bizarre. It was it had a bizarre mixed feelings. We're, we're jumping all over the place, here, but real quick, mm. at the end of the second episode, when Reva or the third sister, or whatever, she stabs out the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I'm pretty sure he's still alive because he, he is. He, we, we see other footage of him. Also, he's in Rebels, which is six years later. Whatever. But um, yeah, it's it almost seems like she knows the thing about Anakin being Darth Vader, and the Grand Inquisitor doesn't. Yeah. And it, it almost seems like he's she's specifically there on his um for him for Anakin more so than anybody else is. She knows more than anybody any of the other Inquisitors do. What it could be though is what they alluded to with her earlier. How the Grand Inquisitor talked about the only reason you're here is because of your abilities, and we saw her use an ability that not a lot of people use in Star Wars, was the ability to like read minds, like forcefully take out memories from people, kind of mm -hmm. what Kylo Ren did with uh, I think Poe and the um and the new trickle or new trilogy that they did yeah 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 so she has that so maybe she was able to use it on vader without him knowing but even then i find that hard to believe because darth is fucking vader no i yeah it's a yeah. it's a it's an interesting situation and I, what i'm hoping against hope is that a you're right that is that one of the younglings was her i'm not sure why they got spared why vader would spare or the, or the troopers would spare her it makes no that makes no sense for the wizard program to capture them because vader at that point so what palpatine and vader had like this initiative to vader didn't start the initiative palpatine started the initiative to capture and uh turn jedi or find new jedi younglings to turn them to the dark side so he that was order like 66 though order 66 was execution yeah during like the right preceding that he started this program oh up. before oh, because okay. vader before trained all the inquisitors are trained by vader Palpatine right. forces they're his, they're his, his squad. Yeah, they're his, his squad. Right. Which, if you, if you, again, this is just some more just gems for people that don't know in um, regards to Starkiller from the Force Unleashed. Vader kind of half ass trained all the Inquisitors. He made them comparable to fight, but he didn't really give them all the information they needed to be as strong as they could be because he didn't want to do it. It was something that Palpatine made him do because Palpatine, another good reason why he, reason why he stopped using the clones, he stopped caring as much about the strength of people and kind of wanted to perform an army in number. He wanted to win everything by war of attrition. Just, I'm going to have more like this mass numbers of my army than anybody else. Yeah. Which is why he started um, going about recruiting people that weren't clones or just regular people from all around the universe to be clone troopers. Right. Also, because this, yeah. this is during the time when Vader was, of course, had always, was always trying to think about having a coup or he yeah, to he, him, and him and Palpatine had a scuffle because he was like, yeah. "You're supposed to say Padme." He's like, "You fucked that up for yourself." I didn't. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. But yeah, at this point in time, Vader. That's why Vader usually like you'll see Inquisitors with like a limb missing or an eye missing because they like yeah. cut off one of the limbs to make them understand the pain and kind of get them angry. He's just like fast tracking their their training so he wouldn't have to worry about them at all. And they actually have a callback to that in the, I think it's the yes yeah, the first episode where. Reva, the third sister cuts off the hand of one of the when she's questioning mm -hmm. all the talents people trying to figure out where obi-wan is and she cuts a hand off of one of one of the talents people kind of a thing like that right similar to it yeah. which i i believe that like, on the scene you spoke on uh, in the beginning as far as the opening order 66 scene i believe they're going to flash back to that in the next episode i think the next episode or next two are going to be all about vader now that we've seen him and i'm they, pretty yeah. sure it's going to be like yeah. a bunch of flashback scenes of like him reliving stuff yeah Maybe it's deleted yeah. scenes from the movies that we never get to see or new reshoots they do with him aging him down or something like that. I don't know, but I'm I'm excited. Like 
just all the shit we just talked about in general that Vader did with the Inquisitors, we're gonna get to see some of that. I get to see him just be ruthless again. I'm like, oh man. Well, 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 let's let's yeah, let's talk some more about actually because it, it gets your your take on. Oh, I guess mm-hmm. we can go in some go with, go with someone in order from the first mm-hmm. episode. All right. Uh, so so uh, we talked about about Order sixty six, but moving from Order sixty six when it actually does start showing in modern time and uh, the first time you see Obi Wan, how did you feel about the first time you actually saw Obi Wan? I I really love Obi Wan. One thing I really love that they're doing there are they are being very much so loyal to their source material. Um, what people people may not know when it comes to Jedi, Jedi don't just get physically weaker in the Force over time as they get older. What happens is if you, if you don't use it, it kind of it's like a muscle atrophies if you don't use it. So that's why Obi Wan is significant. Like he says it, I'm not the same Jedi that I used to be because he's significantly weaker because he did not touch or use the Force at all for ten years straight because he right. had to hide. Right. So seeing him like be rusty with stuff, rather that's him um like tracking people down or getting into a physical confrontation seeing that was like great to me i love seeing the development with him showing that he just this isn't he's he got really um narcissistic in a sense he, Narciss- he just narcissistic. not narcissistic um pessimistic my bad i'm sorry yeah pessimistic and like his viewpoints on the order of 66 and all the stuff that was going on it was just dope i think they did an immaculate job of introducing him and updating you on where his mindset was at that point in time and going forward. Right. Uh, uh, by the way, we apologize for the gameplay footage. Make sure what yeah, the screen for is. So, uh, I'm so on it now. So choppy. Uh, but yeah, that. So that's again. It. That was that was the highlight of the series for me so far. Was just seeing Obi. Actually, really seeing Obi Wan because Obi again, Ian McGregor is such a great actor. Seeing Obi Wan really genuinely hurting. Seeing him in pain. Seeing him just like I this. I mean, t- and this is ten years later, and he's just like I am an outcast. I just to be reduced to that, to be reduced to just, you know, a, a man hiding from everything to basically he's stealing little scraps of food from his job. And, uh, he's, he's, he's almost nothing to see him put down to that. It's, it, you know, it's heart wrenching. Right. And I, I love showing like the routine that he was in in regards yeah. to, like stealing the meat every time. Yeah. Or like showing how that was just like dreary, like depressing and where, again, where his mindset was during that, uh, during that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, now again, this is one thing. One of my negatives I had with the show was that it kind of did it a bit much. Like we went through the cycle. I think I think it was uh, like three and a half times. It's kind of like we were. It was a the Star Wars. They love themselves from deserts, and deserts are not fun to be be in. Oh yeah, let's take a break until we get the footage straight. Yeah, we'll just let it uh, load up. Go, go ahead. Yeah, we get it. We get it. But uh, but deserts aren't fun to be in. So seeing the desert used over and over and over again is kind of like all right. We we get the idea. Obi-Wan struggling. We don't have to see so much of the same cycle uh as much but it's as a nitpick but, but yeah I, I i enjoy what they're doing with the down i think the desert again initially with the original stuff where we already know we all know george lucas's um faults that he has when it comes to writing and script writing and screenplay writing and all the other stuff but with this one i feel like they're doing a really good job at making the environment of the desert just just so you understand the jury dreariness of it in particular if that makes any sense it does like you get to the, see the day-to-day of like how everybody's just so damn depressed in this area versus true. i feel like in the original trilogy when you're going to moss isley and all that other stuff it felt a little bit more jovial to me like when you're in bars and cantinas and stuff sure. it didn't feel as like depressing as it should be with all the slavery and all the all the poverty going on the, you mean this version or the in previous iteration? the previous version like the one okay. in, in a new see. hope when you're going through yeah. all that whole stuff yeah, I think one thing that's fair. The problem with it was like we again, Stranger Things came out this this week too. Mm-hmm. So 
and I know I'm pretty sure Disney has just as much money as Netflix does. This the way it was shot, the way it was lit, the way it, the overall um, kind of cinematography of it, it just seemed almost bright. It seemed almost mm-hmm. flat and colorful. It it doesn't it didn't have any heft to it, so it didn't seem like Obi Wan was dirty or grimy. You've seen the the episode seven when you're seeing Ray and she's cleaning her parts and she's in the running around scavenging for stuff. It feels dirty and grimy and slimy and bad. Seeing mm-hmm. this, it seemed very bright and, and clean in a way. So it kind of took away from the atmosphere of oh my gosh, this man is suffering. And I kind of wish they actually had that showing more of the people being dirty. I mean, they're in the they're in the right. desert. They shouldn't be super veneered. Right. Know? Well, I think everybody else except Obi-Wan was, which I, I think that could play a part into the fact like we see that he still has tendencies of like he has Jedi tendencies or just tendencies to be him, which you see that in the fact that he bought a whole toy to give the aunt to give to Luke for for him to kind of just like see that there's more out there than just the sand and stuff. Like he still has like like he has his, his tendencies that he wants to call back to every now and then, even, but, even yes. though he's trying to train Luke and stuff like that. But wouldn't that be a problem? You're saying he still has his tendencies. If he if his tendencies are to stand out and be that much more hygienic or clean or whatnot than any other pe- people that are running around there, that would cause more that that put more eyes on him. That would call more attention to him. So if he mm-hmm. is, you know, that much cleaner than anybody else and is noticeable, that'd be a problem too. I don't uh, think but, again, it's it's a it's it's a nitpick just of of, of yeah. mine, I guess, what I'm seeing. But it's it's in my soul. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, which you can you can make that work in different ways or explain it in different million ways to kind of make it make sense. But I, I see where you're coming from with that one as well as how it's it's weird. It's a weird thing with that. Um, I guess we can get into the thing that you hated the most. I feel like when it comes to these two episodes and being Leia, yes. I, I found her. I found her to be a little entertaining, honestly. Um, I thought it was interesting because I. We talked about in the in the trailer breakdown when I, when, uh, I talked about how I did not want to just see a repeat of something that we already know. Mm-hmm. Like we know what he was doing the entire time he was there. Yeah. But I forgot that he did have some form of experience with Leia beforehand because in the New Hope, when she contacted him, she knew him by the full name. She had already had some kind of familiarity with him. And right. then they never had a scene together in the original trilogy they did not they did not so and they did was, and they yeah. um and leia they didn't obviously in the prequels she was a baby so it doesn't mm-hmm. count so there would have to have been something to it, something in this would have to have shown that they actually had some kind of relationship or connection mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, so, I, I, so i actually enjoyed and actually made sense of, yeah when they as soon as he showed up i was like okay that makes sense that he would have that they would know each other somehow during this series It'd be much more impactful mm-hmm. it's like i get that i'm on board for that i'm not at all opposed to her being in the show I think that makes sense too. Uh, and of course, anytime you get to, get to see Jimmy Smith's or Jimmy Smith's himself as her dad, he always mm-hmm. he always brings it. He always does a great job. Um, I love that. It was just that the casting, that little girl just it just it just didn't work. And the way they wrote her, and it may be more so the way that they wrote her than the mm-hmm. way that she actually her personality or whatnot. It just, it just didn't work for me. Didn't see, work. I liked her. I thought from what I remember seeing from the original trilogy, like her personality versus Carrie Fisher's personality seemed very like that sassiness and that that quick rebuttalness. Um the scene one the scene I enjoyed the most was them kind of foreshadowing her force sensitivity and speaking to her cousin and how like she just read her cousin through the force a lot and kind of went on this kind of small soliloquy and like breaking down his cousin's insecure her cousin's insecurities, 
his fears, what he hates, and all that other stuff. I, I don't know. I like the little girl. I think she did. That, I think she did. That, a good yeah, job that scene that scene worked. I think that scene worked. The one you're talking about with her cousin when they're at the dinner or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he starts off by saying, you're not even a real Organa, you're you're adopted or whatnot, or right. implies she's adopted. Uh yeah, I think that scene worked. And like that actual scene at that followed with her and her dad. That was good stuff. But once I think part of it too is the directing. It's just like, what is going on here? That chase scene where flee from the red hot chili peppers and Which his one? squad. Oh, I was about to say this is a lot of chasing. I will say that she has too many chase scenes where she can get away from full grown men. Yeah, one and, and being Jedi Knight. Yeah, one being Jedi Knight. <laughs> it's like what? And Granted, she's force sensitive, but I'm like not to that extent. Not really, because I mean, also the whole force sensitivity. I mean, if you think about it, really, the the force, her actually using the force didn't come until much later on. Really, she has no, no idea he, what she's she doing. She used it a lot during. The, so, if in the comics or whatever else throughout the extended universe. She has a lot of moments where, like, she'll be sensitive to the force and do things, but she'll kind of like turn away from it. She won't like. Yeah. Go now, here's fully the, here's into the thing, the though. This is Disney, right? In the world mm-hmm. of Disney, they said all extended universe stuff is no longer lore or no longer canon. Not yet. So I don't There's even. Some stuff they they created their own original comics, not original comics. Did, did well, Disney? They're original, but Disney created because it's under Marvel and Disney. The comics. Right. So so do they have? I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like the the Leia lore of her using the, the yeah. force was that in the the Marvel Disney comics? Yeah. All okay. all that stuff like that's any of the content that had to do with the original trilogy is still canon. The stuff that they made not canon was like the old Republic stuff. Anything before that in that whole era. That's a lot of, I know like all that Dark Horse comics and stuff were because the Fester Throne Throne was in some of them too. He's in books mm-hmm. as well. They got rid of all that stuff officially. They said it's not that's no more canon. That's well, not about to bring it back in their own way. They got rid of yeah, their own yeah. way. So maybe so that, that's a whole uh, murky waters there. But uh, her using her being force sensitive, that's fine. I get that. Mm-hmm. I think what it was just based off of what I'm seeing here. Based off the show here, there's a part later on. I mean, we're jumping around again. I apologize for that. But in episode two, there's a scene where after Obi-Wan saves her, after he saves her, he tells her how he's there for her father and everything. Things, and then she, using her force, I guess, is like, no, you're, you're lying. I don't trust you. And she runs off. Not only does she run off, she runs off into right into danger again. Right. Uh, and and, and the, not only that, but the chase scenes are terrible. They're it's They're like annoying. Because, she, I ain't gonna lie. because she's so small, she's maybe what I don't know, two feet tall. So she has to run across the rooftops, and the rooftops had to be very, very close together so that she could actually jump across them. <laughs> it's like this isn't this isn't intense. This isn't funny. It's just is it looks it, it's staged. It looks bad. It looks poor. So I, I get I get a chase scene initially with her, like when on the first meeting, but she has way too many chase scenes in just the two episodes that she yes. was. But it's the one shit, I think all of them are in that one episode, right? There's two. So there's one in the first episode where she is captured by Fleet. Right. And there's okay. the second one, the, the climax, quote unquote, in the second episode is a chase scene where they're running across gotcha. rooftops and then she falls. Her little dumbass falls, and Obi-Wan has to use the force to save her. Um all right. So is so there's a there's a few, and again, it may be that I, I soften up to her over over time but as of right now i'm like nah this is this little chick is pissing me off to be honest so yeah i will say that like a lot of her scenes start to get very dragged out and annoying i think they're just because they're trying to stop us like this is leia everybody loves leia everybody here's loves more leia. leia here's more leia um which they did the same thing with the with the movies which again is another um foreshadowing to like her force sensitivity and her abilities in the new trilogy where she literally like force floated and levitated in space to right. another ship or whatever else right um i get I, I don't know i mean obviously star wars is a big thing i don't I, I don't know how huge the fandom of leia is but they acting like it's like a huge thing because they're just showing sure. as much of her as they can yeah and, and and i understand from what the i get it it is 
Uh, and also we have to acknowledge Deborah Chow, who is the director of this overall director of the series. Uh, I get it that Leia is a is an icon and a and a hero, especially for uh, female fans of the series. Mm. For the fans in general, but female fans especially, she's a she's a legend. I get that. And Carrie Fisher is uh, is worthy of praise, no doubt, no doubt. R.I.P. The late, late great. Uh, so I, I see why they're, why they're using so much of her. And again, like we said, in canon wise, it makes sense where they actually have Leia in this story. Uh, it, it all does. It all tracks. My gripes are just purely, and it's maybe just more more my stuff than anybody else's. It's just the casting and the way they're using her so far. I mean, having her, the whole basically it almost feels forced. They were trying to have almost a way separate Leia from Obi Wan after he he rescued her essentially by making her mm. run away for a long time, and to have him actually have to get chased by Reva and then um, and there are other bounty hunters too briefly that popped mm. in there, and having to use his force to save her. So it's all those things. And now she does have good moments. Like you mentioned, this, the scenes from the episode one, I thought those were good. Even the part where after after she stops running from him and it's before they get on board that ship, there's a part where Obi-Wan says, you remind me of someone. She was you no know, stubborn. She, he describes, he's describing, of course, uh, uh, her Padme. mother. Yeah, Some people thought he was talking about Satil, uh, Sean, which I was like, all right, I can, uh, see, it. I can see it either way. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. Uh, I think it's more likely probably her, her mom, it's probably Padme, yeah. or maybe both. Maybe both. It makes more yeah. sense being Padme. Yeah. Makes more sense with his mom, yeah. Uh, so, so I get that. So I'm hoping against hope that it does have that she does kind of uh, that soften up to her. I mean, if you if y'all remember this back in the day, Asuka, remember Asuka in the very first season of uh, Clone Wars, she was hated. She was there are all kinds of letters saying, "Get rid of this character. What are you doing with her? She's terrible." So and I don't now. Yeah, I mean, she was or when she was Snips and everything. People hated Snips, but now she's one of the most widely regarded, most beloved characters in all Star Wars. So it's I think she's yeah. a lot of people's favorite character, including myself. Yeah, yeah, she's one of my love Ahsoka Tano now. Yeah, they love her now. But you remember back in the day, they did not, they did not love Ahsoka at all. They hated I didn't her. know that because when I got into again, I was very young, so I was not on any kind of like internet forums or yeah. rooms or groups to know like the the atmosphere around the character, the climate around her. I just yeah. I loved her from the jump. I thought it was cool as fuck. But also look at her personality. If you look at her personality in the first season, or because she first came out of that movie, there's a movie, like a Clone yeah. Wars movie that came out, mm-hmm. animated movie. And then look at how she was in the first season, and then look at how she is, like you know, later on in the show, is is two different personalities almost in a way. So it's, yeah, yeah it growing up and like having all the adversity of being in a war for like your entire adolescence, damn near. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm on board for that. I, and I, I'm not leaving. I'm not gonna stop watching the show. I'm mm-hmm. definitely gonna stick around. Uh, Funny thing though that I'm excited about, and I kind of hope happens to some extent. Uh, this game in particular, if you look at the trailer, the trailer for the second game, I believe takes place five years after the events of this game, right. which will put us directly good. in the time period we are now with Obi Wan. Yeah. So there's a possibility we can see Kyle Kestis make an appearance, even more so because we know that the character of this game is based off of the actual actor. So like you can just literally just have him face in and out of movies and. I don't know. It'd be dope to see him pop up. At some oh, so you're saying point. the actual actor playing Cal Kestis now could appear in, possibly appear in Obi Wan Kenobi the mm-hmm. show? No, yeah, this character. Cal yeah, Kestis I wouldn't be. I wouldn't up. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. That be. I mean, that makes sense because they've done that kind of stuff before already. You know, having uh, Luke essentially appear in Mandalorian season two and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it'd be cool as hell to see just a video game character making an appearance in the shows, and movies, and yeah. then go back to the games. Like it's. I think that's a concept that I could see Marvel doing going forward. If, True, but also what that opens the doorway to is having Obi Wan Kenobi appear in uh, Fallen Order Two. It's not called Fallen Order Two, but the next game in the mm-hmm. series. It's, it's yeah, for me, I, I would I'd like to see like a DLC or another Obi Wan game taking place during his younger days or during the Clone Wars, yeah. or another Clone Wars game. This yeah. this 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 type of game in general, I love to see more characters put in this scenario 
or just yeah. an explore exploration type game where you're exploring and going through a story. Yeah, I agree. That'd be dope. Now, uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about too is because um, we're seeing the Inquisitors now. Uh, I know these aren't none of these are Reva or the Grand Inquisitors just yet, but in the yeah. show, the I like the Grand Inquisitor. The introduction where he shows up at the bar, he, he pretty much is kind of reminding me of the opening scene in uh, Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards, where you have uh, Christoph Waltz's character where he interview, where he interrogates that guy. He seems very friendly and polite and stuff. Like it, it seems like he's there to be their friend. And he opens up, he tells about what the Jedi are. The Jedi, is, the Jedi are hunting themselves because they always have to be the good guys, no matter where they are. Um, I actually like that scene a lot, and I like the idea that essentially has where a person. I think it's Reva throws a knife at um, the guy he's talking to mm-hmm. and a Jedi uses their force to stop the knife. Uh, so I like that, that scene there where the scene fell apart though, for me was when again, that, that uh, no offense to her, the actor, that person playing the third sister, she's her acting isn't quite as sharp and she seems very one note. And when she, it just seems She's playing a little hard, running too hard in the paint. Uh, how did you feel about that scene overall, though? How did you feel about that? I so I I I loved it a little bit more than probably a lot of people did because I watched the Rebels and I loved that the Grand Inquisitor was like a big part of Rebels and seeing how he manipulated situations and the elegance that he carried himself with is very Dooku esque. Yeah. Um, even more so with if you read the comics, like he is like he sees himself as an intellectual. And he like not only wants to kill Jedi, but he wants to like mock Jedi and their teachings and the the again, like you said, he would like look at the text and the like all that stuff. Like and you saw it to an extent when he's like going like walking you through the Jedi order and how Jedi think and things of that nature. Like he's very much so uh, a student of that. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I, 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 thought, I thought that whole monologue was dope. Um. Because if you notice, like it's it's it, what I really liked. If you notice, like he spots the jedi really early on like he knows who it is yeah yeah they showed the camera well, points to it yeah. yeah what he's doing is he's goading the third sister into doing some stupid shit so, so you think okay so her. you think he's goading the third sister into doing something dumb yes like there's no other reason to not at least in my head i'm like you already know where the jedi is but you continue to drag it out because you know that she's really an- anxious anxious and angsty to gain more power like all, all the all the other inquisitors know that they don't so like why her. why would he want to go to her into doing something stupid? Because they want a reason to get rid of her. They don't like her because she's um she was originally a Jedi. But don't originally. they have enough? Re- do they need more reason to do that? Couldn't they just? I mean, if you're in power, couldn't you just say yeah, you're you're gone? I, you're I'm not. assuming not. For the fact that she knows who Vader is, I'm assuming her and Vader have some kind of connection. Which... But I wonder if they know that Vader that she has she's Vader's favorite or has some kind of special connection with Vader. Oh, they know she's favorite. They talked about it like how. She gained ranks really quickly because of her ability. They do. They do talk about that. That's true. And because the that. fact that she can draw information out of people very quickly makes her invaluable to Vader hunting Jedi going forward. So she's yeah, damn near yeah, untouchable. That's possible. Yeah, that's definitely possible. My my take was maybe they're still trying to, as opposed to goading her, they're trying to test her to try actually to actually show because I actually say they want to show want her to show more patience to be more involved no. with the team because she's the thing is she it doesn't benefit them for her to be fucking up their. Their, their searches. They, 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 how would that help them at all to do those kind of things? Because um, then also, what they, they said she's trying to, they're trying to go, trying to deliberately goad her. Once he runs, he tries to run, and she uses the lightsaber. They have, they stop it, as opposed to letting her do the thing, as opposed to letting her completely sink herself. So I, I feel like that's why, regardless of what it's actually her intentions are, it's a little unclear and it's kind of a messy. So you got to remember the yeah, the, the, the nature thing. of the Sith and how they operate. 
they're not doing the rule of two anymore, but just the rule of two alone, the whole purpose of the rule of two is that you teach your Padawans and your, uh, your Sith acolytes as much as you can without telling them everything. But the whole purpose is that as they're getting stronger, they're looking for the first instance they can to get more power for you. Like the Sith mm -hmm. is always like backhanded compliments, being slick, like everything is just figuring out a way so they can get more power than you. Right. Especially when it comes to getting more favor from Vader and, and, and Palpatine. Yeah. With them in particular. So the way I saw it was literally just the fact of they know she's anxious. They know that she has favor with Vader and they can't just they need a reason to fuck her up and kill her. Which is with the Obi-Wan thing. That's why they, like Vader has made it very much known that he is the only one that's going to kill Obi-Wan. So that's why they're that's why they're not even risking looking for Obi-Wan like that. Okay. That's why she's well, so, so that's she's so so that's another thing too. Gain favor. So who were they looking for? They're just another random Jedi that they had a report for. So that so, that so the, but thing is that, that random Jedi shows up. So why is he let that? So then the Grand Inquisitor lets him go. He runs out. Yeah, it's a cat and mouse thing. They're like the Sith like to torture if anything else. So they you saw so they killed him at something. You saw they killed him at. They like, do catch right? him and kill him later on, and it's a ways later. It's the thing is that's another thing that's kind of like the plot. The the writing doesn't make sense in that regard. They go there to look looking for a Jedi. They find the Jedi. Then they have the Jedi there. She and Reva, in, in this sense, essentially is right. She's like, yeah, here's a Jedi. Let's go and kill him. Kill this Jedi. And the Grand Inquisitor stops her. The guy runs off. Then later on, like later on that night, we see the Grand we see we see that same Jedi talking to Obi Wan. And if they were, if they actually wanted to, they could have followed him to Obi Wan. They didn't do that. Then the next day or so, what have you? Then they of course kill that Jedi. It's a this? fun thing with them. Like if you look, especially in Rebels, they'll do that a lot. Well, they'll let people run away so they can go hawking down for fun in sport. Even more so because not there's not much. there's there's not a lot of Jedi around. They talk about it initially with her and him how they're scarce and there's not a lot yeah, there. But, but it's, they're it's seen, it, when I Rebels was they still would at least fight them. They would confront them, and they yeah. would oftentimes had to escape, especially with Asuka and you know the, obviously the Cal uh, uh, Calder. They they would have to fight them. They wouldn't be just like a Oh, that stop! Someone wouldn't stop them and let them run off to, the, to wherever they want to go. That would defeat the purpose. So it did seem. And again, if anyone's watching this, if anyone that's, that hasn't seen all kinds of rebels and read all the comics is watching this, they're probably mm -hmm. lost watching this show. That's what I mean. That's not a well. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's why when I told you before, all this makes sense if you're familiar with all the content, all the like. This to me feels like what Marvel's doing now in regards to a lot of the characters they're bringing in, a lot of the concepts they're introducing. A lot of the stuff they're making it painted towards fans of their content and everybody else. Because I, I feel like they know at this point that people are going to watch just because of, it's the IP. So they're yes. trying their best to like it, be loyal true. to fans and the content. But like, also, I've but, seen like I've seen the Grand Inquisitor do this a million times over in Rebels. He didn't start fighting every like it was on site initially. It got on site once it got personal because. Uh, but there was always a purpose. He always had a purpose with them. He would either. He would taunt them and tease them, yes, but he would. Oftentimes, it would be a confrontation, or there'd be some kind of a. It would be clear what his motive was. Like if he if he right. went into a bar looking for a Jedi in particular, and he found that Jedi, he wouldn't just let him run off without actually knowing. It. Like for example, if they had shown them following him later on towards Obi Wan, that would make perfect sense. That's what I thought. And, and that, that's, that's what they're going to do, but they didn't do that. So no. it's it's they and, want a and, confrontation. Like if you don't fight back, they won't. They, they 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 want to fight because they're getting trained to hunt Jedi and there aren't that many Jedi left. They want confrontation. So if you don't fight back, they just torture you. I guess so. But regardless of what it, what it is, it just didn't. What up, Craig? It, it, you want to Craig? Good to hear from you, brother. 
Um, but it, it didn't work for me. And you mentioned the idea of uh, how the obviously they know the fan base or, or they're playing towards the fan base with the MCU. They still make it accessible to fans who haven't, who obviously aren't, do not know the comic books, do not haven't seen the cartoon shows, that kind of stuff. It doesn't seem if their if their plan is to be much more, uh, you know, niche or mm-hmm. uh, esoteric with the content with this, that's a risk. You don't want to do that necessarily. There's so much content, so is much it more though? out there. Because yeah, there's, with, there's with the fan base being so big, I don't really, I don't see it as a risk when you know that you're, again, this is one of the bigger IPs in the history of cinema. Yes. Like people will can even with like you know how many people consume the extended content like people know about this is just there's mm-hmm. the the again the casual fan just won't know same thing with Marvel and introducing like Gore the God Butcher or the sure. All Black Necro Sword or Celestials or the Eternals mm-hmm. they know there's a large fan base that knows the IP because it's one of the bigger IPs to ever be made but yeah they already know there's like a big casual like people what do they do they go watch new rock stars whatever uh, whatever other videos on YouTube to break it down for them. They don't but, have not, to, but not everyone does that. Like, I mean, people that a lot of families that own Disney Plus, they don't. They're not, not going to hit up new rock stars or hit up the internet to try and get, understand these okay. things. If and if they're just watching this show in real time, they're not going to have time to do all these things. There are plenty of people. You and I are are, uh, are younger guys. We're not younger, but we are, you and I don't have families. We don't have a whole bunch of kids. We don't have a whole bunch of jobs that are demanding as far as and limiting our time to the nth degree. Most folks do. Most folks, is like, I have a half hour. I'm gonna watch this show right now. That's it. And if, mm-hmm. it, and if it's like confusing as hell and has like, you need to do a whole bunch of homework and research beforehand and afterhand, they're like, what the fuck? So I do it. I just, that's it. I'm going off what I've seen, like me, again you know, with my roommate or other, my boss and people like that, they'll watch the shows and if they had no people, like they'll ask me about certain stuff and I'll tell my roommate, but then I'll literally watch this man in front of me, go watch a new Rockstars video and you want to talk to me about it. Or I'll see my boss. Like again, yeah, New Rockstar, there are millions of views on their channel for a reason. Right. Go but that's other that's in our like that. bubble, though. That's in our bubble as far as people who are doing that. My my parents, uh, also I left my my actual uh, family, they mm. wouldn't do this. My sister, she wouldn't do this. Uh, and people, these are people who are who are fans of the movies. Most people that are fans of Star Wars, my my, my best friend back home, Susan, mm-hmm. they're fans of the movies. They've seen the movies, and they may watch the other shows like Mandalorian and whatnot. But they're not gonna do right. a whole bunch of. They wouldn't even know where to go to get the research for this type of stuff. So I don't I don't think it's fair to expect people to do the research. I don't think it's fair to people to have have, have seen, you know, hundreds of episodes of of these cartoons or the other shows either. To me, I see. I, I, the reason I don't care as much because for me, when it comes to stuff like this, when you originally created the content, you didn't originally create Star Wars to be appealing to everybody. You created it in your vision to be something that you thought was dope. And yeah. you from there, you created it with your own vision. If you go about and trying to make everything super, um, um, not processable is the word I'm looking for, very accessible. Uh, accessible and like for everybody can see it, I think that takes away the allure. Now you're making very generic content in my eyes. But if you're going yeah. through and you're pulling out information, what's up? Uh, some niche. But, but the best part is, is, is her her name is that's so niche. We're talking about niche right now. All right. Uh, but how you doing? Good to see you. I look at it like the MCU, right? People like people did not know Iron Man. They thought Iron Man was a robot for a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But over time, people just figured it out. Or they watched. The but content, they know they didn't. The they stuff. didn't just figure it out though. That's what I'm saying, Deb. They in the movies. The movies gave the context they needed for people to know these things. They didn't just have Iron Man show up in a movie and people and have no idea who he was. That's what I mean. Is that this show is responsible for making things accessible to him as watching it. That's Appreciate it, Greg. Not even so much like with, I won't say it's like, again, like with the origin story for the MCU with Iron Man. Yeah, they show his origin story. They show his origin story. But showing characters like Gore, showing like they're people are like, 
they're creating there's a reason that the comics got revamped to match the movies because people went through and ripped went back and re- they're consuming this content now yeah like uh, the content from that they're putting the animated series on disney plus now people are watching that like people are going back if you're fans of it and you become a fan of it you're going to go back like we talked about it with our youtube channel if somebody watches one of our videos and they're a fan of one of our videos and they want to see more of us. They're going to go back and Ben's watch everything that we've ever made up until that point. So but now that's, but that's also that right there is an unreasonable ask. Like if you're going to for say, "Hey man, you like this? Go back and rewatch everything we ever did." It's like, whoa, I, I would never want them to do that. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. With binge watch culture though, with Netflix, like to, there's a to, whole people binge watch stuff more than, than anything. They now. do. Yeah, of course people do, but it's I don't think I personally do not feel it's a it's a fair ask because people have so much stuff that they're trying to do. They have a lay of lives. So if you're saying this, essentially, if you're saying we're making this content. And the only people who can watch this content are those who've seen a whole bunch of other content beforehand. You're going to lose an audience. It should be accessible to anyone that wants to watch it. That's that's the point of things. Like the Mandalorian, that show, The Mandalorian, it wasn't like you had to watch all the all the Satine's adventures in Rebels in order to enjoy it. It was pretty much like you, you come into The Mandalorian fresh and you can enjoy it as is. You know what that, I mean? That that's a caveat due to the fact that The Mandalorian himself is an original character that doesn't have a long history. When you have somebody like Obi Wan Kenobi, whose history branches out over six, like just in the canon, like. Almost over or 60, he died at what like 60 something like that. He died, and he's had he's been a Padawan, had his own adventures there. He has extended universe stuff where he was when he before he was a, when he was a Jedi Knight, and right. then there's the Clone Wars. He has such a long history with a million different characters. I don't know how you go about combining, and it'd be one thing if it was like a revamp of Obi Wan, but they're continuing from the prequel stuff and what everybody knows because right. I'm pretty sure the movies didn't exist, they, they, they revamp them, but people have a familiarity with the movies, right. So I don't know how you can go about like, hey, let's introduce this character, but let's make all the things that this character's been through in regards to his uh, development and all his relationships, but let's make that accessible for people that have never seen Star Wars or don't know what this character is. Well, I think if people care enough to know about this character, they're going to go do their research. If not, they just won't watch the show. Fair. And, that, and that's fair. But that's the problem. You don't want people just to stop watching the show. But, but I'm not asking them to... What I'm saying is I'm not expecting them to... To dive into every detail about Obi Wan, make give it a whole backstory about Obi Wan, or give a whole dissertation, everything Obi made Obi Wan what he is over all these years. Not at all. What I'm saying is, make these characters' actions in the context in which they're doing them make sense. That's what I want to happen. You can't say, for example, you can't have a character walk on to it on screen, do something, or make an inside joke that only five people would get and expect it to work. Now that they obviously didn't do something that extreme, but the actions that these characters are doing, these inquisitors are doing, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And you're and you're explaining it to me is like, okay, I guess that's what they're going for. But even then, we don't know that's actually how it is. We're we're assuming that's what it is based off of your of, what, of your information. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just we're getting we spent way too much time on this. I mean, well, I think this is a great conversation to have about it because this is something that they're going to be doing going forward. I feel like. Yeah, I, I hope so. I Especially hope with so, stuff like this game, they're going to be making. I think they're going to make a lot more content when it comes to Star Wars. A lot. I, I think it's more of a thing of like, let's say like we're then and now, right? Let's say we have 20 fans and these 20 fans are going to support us no matter what. Right. We can make it. We can make a living. Let's say these 20, these 20 fans donate 100 bucks a month for our Patreon. But sure. now we've blown up and we have 2 million fans now. I can't then go about and making my content not geared towards the people that supported me from the beginning because there are a bunch of new fans on them. They want to enjoy it they're going to jump in and enjoy it from like everybody else that initially they're going to go back and rewatch that stuff yeah you know i i see what you're saying i i definitely see what you're saying but that's the that's the line you have to walk is being mm-hmm. able to be 
you had to have almost have your foot in in two areas of have both feet in the past and one foot in the, in the present at the same time. You had to have it so you can, you are still accessible to your old fans and you actually are still doing inside jokes or whatnot to your old fans, of course, uh, in respecting them. I get that entirely. But you do have to be, you're all, what, you, what you always want is growth. You know that how important growth is for any business, Dev. You want to be able to make sure that new fans come on board. They're not lost. They're not like kind of like so in the dark, they have no idea what's going on that they want to leave. You want to be able to be fun for those, keep those who have been with you, keep them in, in, involved and keep them feel like they're, they're part of it, but also make it so that people that are coming on board want to stay there. If they feel like they, if it's such a, you know, inside baseball thing, I've, been, I've, I've watched those kind of shows before on, on, on the internet mm. and I've watched those kind of movies and everything else. I'm like, no, forget this. This show One Piece, for example, One Piece has over a thousand episodes. And mm. the reason that it's, 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 it's losing... Um, some of it's like in the recent years, it's, it's or recent, you know, I guess over the past year or so, like Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen have overtaken it as far as the number one selling mangas because it's so inaccessible to new fans. However, Jujutsu Kaisen, Demon Slayer are much shorter series and a much quick, quicker access. That's how it works. If you have something that's so hard to get into, you can't you can't penetrate. You will lose fans, new fans. See, new I think fans. I think you're underestimating people's attention span a little bit. The prime example being, again, kind of what Craig talked about in regards to people's target audiences that he talked about earlier. Since we're in anime, we can break it down with anime. Dragon Ball. I think I, I root you on One Piece. I think One Piece is an extreme example for the fact they've been going on for a decade plus now and something finished. No, but no, over, over 20 years. Right. 20 with years. something like Dragon Ball, for example, they're in Dragon Ball Super now. And we have even more now, more um, now more than ever, a lot of new anime fans that are getting into the anime. And again, like you said, Dragon Ball is going to be the first thing they get into. They're going to watch Dragon Ball Super or watch one of these movies and wonder what the hell is a Super Saiyan or who the hell a Frieza is. And they're going to go back and rewatch Dragon Ball initially, like all the hundreds of episodes originally that happened before this. They do that. I have, a friend, I have a friend now that one of my good friends, she just got into anime and got introduced to Naruto with Shippuden. She went back and rewatched everything from before because she loved it so much. If you yeah. like something, you're not going to have any issue binge watching stuff because you're a fan of it. If you're watching yeah, yeah. for a critique, maybe I see that point because you're critiquing something. You want everything compiled down to what you're watching right then. But if you're a fan of it, you're going to want to know every single part of it and go binge watch that. Some Sometimes. And there are those who will. And again, there are those who have the time to do that. But there are plenty who do not. They just no. don't. They just don't. Yeah, I'm guessing your fan, your, your friend that did this, I'm guessing she doesn't have a whole bunch of kids. She doesn't have a job. That forces no, she's my age. Week. Yeah. So, um, so she has the time to do that. But there are plenty of people who do not have the time. Um, you brought you brought Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super, yeah, it definitely resonated with lots of fans, but lots of those fans were already on board before. There weren't a whole bunch of new. I wonder how many new fans there were of Dragon Ball that that, that, that jumped on board during Super. Most people probably watched, jumped on board back during Dragon Ball Z. There wasn't anything. I say it. I say it's enough for the fact that all these companies are making anime oriented clothing. All the studios are buying up all the anime centric stuff they can buy. Like you see, Netflix is developing a bunch of anime shows. Hulu's getting their stuff. Yeah, it's it's so many people are getting into it now more than ever that we we know we know it's happening when the companies are trying to create more products based around that. Right. Um, right. To yeah, your point, I, I, yeah. I'd argue your point again in regards to people doing that. I feel like it had. I feel like it's happened over the course of the last sixty plus years with Star Wars, especially for the fact that. This IP started in the 90s. Or it's, no, it started in the 80s. No, no, no. It started in the 70s. The 70s. This has been around since the 70s. And people, there are still new fans. Like, look at me. I'm 22 years old. Mm -hmm. And I got onto this when it was like 
the prequels, the prequel era, and right. went back and rewatched everything from games to movies to comics. And I'm my age. Yeah. And there's a lot of people my age that are Star Wars fans and people that are within me and Otis's generation. Otis wasn't born in the 70s. He didn't grow up in the 70s. Right. You said you watched this when you were young when the when the original stuff came out. Right. There are new fans that come along as they're just p- pumping out more stuff. And a lot of those fans go back and rewatch and replay all the other stuff that came beforehand. Like yeah, if you're a Star there, Wars there are, fan now, are, you've gone back and rewatched the original trilogy. There are you're right. There are lots of people that do these type of things, and there are lots of like us. There are I think it's the majority to me, honestly. I don't know. I, I mean, it may be. I, I am not sure. And I, I, the thing is, that's fine. There definitely are. There is a massive audience out there that really enjoys Star Wars content that really is on board with doing these type of things. But they wouldn't mm. even have to go back and watch these things. They've already watched them over the over the years. They've watched Clone Wars and Rebels and all these things like that. That's true. But uh, there are still people who who don't. I I. I talked to people this weekend who didn't mm-hmm. know who the Inquisitors were. They never saw the Inquisitors because they never they never watched uh, Rebels. Right. Um, I'm sorry, Clone. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rebels was the one they had. The Clone Inquisitors. They, 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 they never they never watched Rebels and they never played this game, so they never knew, they mm-hmm. had no idea who the Inquisitors were. There are you may think that no one out there exists. If you're a Star Wars if you're a Star Wars fan, you you consume all the content. No, of course not. There are plenty of casuals who haven't done that. There are people mm-hmm. who just start get, who just getting into Star Wars watching these shows. Uh, so it's it, we have to be open to both lanes that's all i'm saying right i'm open to them i'm, I'm just saying as far as me being a content creator i want to be making my content for the people that were there from the start that were fans of the stuff especially you know it's working if people are coming on as time is going on right um real quick did the comments craig says so ethan are you saying comics tv shows movies are their own separate thing even though they all are under the universe like marvel secondly yes. i think to follow that up he says so the shows and cartoons, movies should be looked at as new, not something for the core fans, such as comic readers. No, those are two different things, two different questions. But uh, I do think, going back to the first, if we we're addressing the first question, Craig, I do think there are plenty of people who don't partake in everything. There are plenty of people who, just like for myself, for Star Wars, I have never read a single Star Wars comic book in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen all, I've, I think I've seen all the shows. I think I've, I've seen all the movies, obviously. I played some of the games. Now, all there's a bunch of bunch of games I haven't played. There's a bunch of games even Dev hasn't played. Mm. There's so much content out there. And so, let's say for example, they were to reference something specifically that's only in Knights of the Old Republic, the video right. game. I would have no idea what, what that what that's from. I wouldn't get that inside joke. Wouldn't work for me because I haven't played that game. If they're referring to characters that are specifically only from the comic books, and they're referring to them in a way that is 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 so is so exclusive that anything they're saying or doing. Uh, is you had you would have to have read those comic books in order for it to make sense to you, I'd be lost. And if you think that I'm alone in that, uh, you're wrong. There are plenty of people right. who haven't had time to do all these things. And I'm not saying that they that there um, that there aren't fans who have done all these things. There, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of fans who have read all the comic books, seen all the TV shows, played all the video games. I'm sure there are plenty. Of, there are plenty of them. But I know from my own from my own experience from working because right now I have a job where I work in marketing with a network. Right. And their job is to actually have how do we get more people involved with our product, with our IP. One of the biggest things is, is that you do not want to be exclusive. You want to be inclusive. You want to find a, a bridge between old fans and new fans, co- hardcore fans like you mentioned, Craig, as well as casuals, as well as new fans. So it's it, it works against you to have things to be so gatekeepy in a sense. The one the one reason I, I don't care. Okay, this is this is probably the biggest reason in regards to that. When you look at the people that want more, 
if you have a casual fan, right? Like, let's say when when Obi Wan and the prequel stuff bombed and people hated them, people were damn near like from the older generation, damn near bullying McGregor and yeah. Christensen. They they hated yeah. that with a passion. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't care, and the IP would have died at that point if it were not for the original fans in forums, in 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 making surveys, and like they want that content because they're a fan of that content. The real fans are going to support that content to get that content made. If they don't have that core fan base, Obi Wan doesn't get made. Hayden Christensen doesn't come back. So that's why I'm like, I'm going to pander towards the people that give me high demand for it. That's great. If, Appreciate that. If we made a certain type of like, let's say we don't make loose cannon videos anymore, we don't do video essays. If yeah. Craig is pleading and demanding for it, I know he's going to watch it because he's asking for it. Yes. With most casual fans, they're going to watch it if they don't like it. They're not going to look at it ever again. Or even if they right. like it, they're probably not going to watch it right then. No wait months to years later when it's free or on some other platform they can watch it on and not spend dollars at the box office to do it. Right. No, I I, I completely agree. Because the thing is, you you and I are we're mostly agreeing on this. It's just it's some right. of the fine splitting hairs on some details. Right. Right. But you're right. right. Let's say let's take Craig for example. Craig is our is by far our, our number one fan. We right. cannot alienate Craig. That's our job. Is our, is our we, we are to we want to do our best to keep fans like Craig involved in what we're doing because he is he's been with us since the beginning. He's right. our core fan. He'll support us, and because he is our our true blue fan, he'll be with us the rough times as well, like any any Star Wars fan would be. But you also want to find a way to make more Craigs, make new Craigs, and find out what other people want. So that's kind of that's the balance you have to walk when it comes to creating uh, content and uh, and embracing you know. Content's, content's been around for a long time. Right. Uh, and I think line. this is where we're splitting the hairs in the sense of creating new Craigs. And the way I'm seeing it, let other new Craigs be created how the original Craig was created by finding us and then watching us, not creating the content and making it very accessible and like different for the new types of fans. It's like, it sounds like we're trying to create two different, not two different types of fans, but we're going about creating new fans two different ways. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's not. I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're not right. trying to placate in an artificial way. That's true. And you mm -hmm. are trying to stay, stick to your guns about what the actual content you had. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. Um, but but you don't want to, in the process of being loyal to hardcore fans, alienate mm -hmm. potential new fans either. That's all. True. Just want to do that. That's all. True. But, uh, That's, yeah. I, I see your point with that. I think there's yeah. no um, right or wrong thing. Again, obviously they're doing something right for the fact that yeah, we talked about how this IP has been around since the 70s mm -hmm. and they've gotten a plethora of video right. games, books, yes. shows, music, all, all overabundance of products made out of this IP that started. But, and if, if, you, if you think about that though, Dev, that's how they have gotten new fans is through those means. It's through the new game. Because for example, you and Otis will, you know, uh, not to call you guys out too much, but you aren't the biggest fans of the original trilogy. Or you, 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 you accept them and whatnot, but they're not. Right. They, your young, your generation, those movies are a little less accessible to you because they're they obviously have dated effects and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. They got you got you got you got on board during the time when they made, uh, I guess, the Rebels cartoon in the in the prequels, more or less. No prequels. That's yeah, how they got yeah. you. It's the same thing with like there'll be there there will probably be some fans that will come on board with Star Wars because of the Obi Wan show. Or uh, Andor, or maybe Mandalorian, whatever it is. So that's how you get new fans by having new content that works for you. But the new content has to be enjoyable enough on its own basis for people to want to go back and do the research on things. If the new content yeah. itself is so uh, patchworked or so inside baseball that people can't follow it, you will alienate them. I promise. I think there's a caveat though with that being, even when I got into the era, I got into it. They still had a lot of extreme tie-ins into the previous stuff, into the original trilogy. 
and rebels specifically they have like a moment in which there's this dimension in like a time dimension where you go back and see and hear all the stuff from the original trilogy up until that point so they have like it's, it's always tying back into it so they're giving you new original characters and new content but there's always that callback and always that core information going back mm -hmm. to the original stuff Right, uh, and so but, but that example right there, there's episode. I know there was one episode where they did in particular. I remember in the Rebels. But the thing is, even with that, that's that's a perfect example of what I'm saying. Is you are mm. doing both. You're bridging the gap between the new information and the old. Mm. That's something that they'll be that would benefit any show or any movie or whatnot. Is if you are bridging the gap between for the new fans, here's what's happening, new fans, but also this is what happened before, so you understand what's, what what it was we're, we're, we're drawing from. Right, um, which I get, yeah. but I, I I think a lot of that's just to do with the fact that the stuff I was watching had original characters in it, so you didn't have to do it as much. True, even with yes. this game, yes. I think that's the therein lies the main issue with the Obi Wan thing is that he has such a deep, rich history in this universe and is one of the standout characters within it. Yeah. You can't like, it's tough to like act like all the other decades of experiences he had and stuff like that didn't would not play a huge part of him going forward. You can't really go forward without knowing where he came from sure and, and, I, and I, I, I agree. know where he came from and which i, I it's, it's gonna be tough to go about where he came from in a six episode series yeah when you have no, like decades worth of that. history no I, I agree with that entirely i guess the thing is mm. is the is the inqui i do feel like the inquisitors got the inquisitors themselves got a pretty cool introduction it's mm. just like some like the way the way you're describing the way they're acting they could have taken a moment or two to just kind of mm make it a little clearer for the audience that's all um, yeah i see your point on that one because again, like for again for me like i don't see any anything wrong with it at all because again I've, i know the i've seen this ideology play out so much and like like they make it a, a point in other sith stuff that if you're trying to gain power and you're worried about because if it was up to the grand inquisitor i'm pretty sure him and the third brother or i think the seventh brother i think is what his name is they would have just killed reva yeah they would just killed yeah, her yeah yeah but they know that if they kill her Vader's pissed, Palpatine's pissed. They need a good reason to dispose of her. They gotta set her up to where she dies on her own. So that but that's one thing that you just said right there. And I agree with it. I'm pretty sure that's that's the thing, but it would have been, mm -hmm. I don't think they I don't, know, I don't think they mentioned that as much in the episode. In the context of the actual episode, I don't think they mentioned the idea of us we have to we she's basically protected by Vader and Palpatine. They discussed they it briefly, it. like not did. to that okay. that exact stuff, but like when they, again when they okay. talked about how you're only at this point because of your abilities. Yeah, that's they mentioned that line. Yeah. I remember that line. Yeah, and we and line. from there we can see that Herb again. If you watch the new stuff, we've seen that that ability has only been used. Like the only other person I can think of that's had that ability is um, uh, Kylo. Kylo in the original stuff. So we yeah. know it's a rare ability, and we know how uh, important it is for withdrawing information. Yeah, and for people that hunt Jedi for a living, and it's hard to find them because they're hiding. You need yeah. to be able to extract information from other people. So I can see Herb. I th it's a lot like again you have to put together a lot of context clues with stuff but and look but, for but stuff that's and they don't I make that what, i see your point with yeah. that they don't make it very known that that's what's going on no but i guess that's that's i guess that's my own personal gripe with the content is that they 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 are requiring that much work mm -hmm. on the people it, it would have been easy for a very easy throwaway line that could have simply said like you like for example the part where they could have had a moment any moment between uh the grand inquisitor and the guy with the hat i guess that's the seventh brother uh, they could have had a moment where, where they said, for example, why does he favor her? Something like that. Anything, even mm -hmm. this, even though, it, it, without even saying Vader or Palpatine, but he could, they could have said something like, why does he favor her? Something simple as that. Right. And then at the end of episode two, when you see it, it was a great reveal. I love that part in episode two, at the end of it, where you see 
uh, Anakin in his uh, with the bank ba- is it Bam- Bantha or not Bantha, but Banka Chamber, Banka Chamber. What's it called, Dev? Back to tank. Back to tank. Mm-hmm. Right. They could have shown that, and it would have, and you would have been able to deduce. Okay, the the he they they're referring to is of course Vader or whatnot. But they right. didn't even do that much. Um, and we're again, what we're doing right now is we are almost in a lot of ways, we're still assuming we don't know this for certain, but we're assuming that right. this is what's coming from. So all I'm saying is that um, a little bit of sharper writing would have benefited it. That's right. All. Right. That's I see all. your point. It's not the most perfect, right? I see your point there, which we'll probably see a lot of that in this next two episodes that I'm hoping for. I feel yeah. like going to feature Vader a lot more. Yeah. I don't see them bringing back Christensen and making it a point that it's like a public thing that he's going to be in him without giving him his right. own like two yeah. episodes or own episode arc yeah. in there. Yeah, because it's they only did... six episodes, right? I think it's the six for the season. Yes, only six. Yeah, six episodes. Yeah, yeah. So exactly they changed, and they've already changed up some stuff. I believe, like in the comics, mm-hmm. Obi Wan discovered Vader was still alive during he had like a campaign on Endor. Was it Endor? I think it was Endor where he was like going around killing Jedi there, and initially I think. The, the mission he had initially to get his saber, Palpatine mm-hmm. made him go kill and take the gem, the uh, crystal of a Jedi that was already on Endor and corrupt it and bleed the, and bleed the crystal. Oh, okay. Okay. So well, Obi-Wan yeah, fights. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah, campaign yeah. on Endor makes Vader like publicized throughout the unit, throughout the galaxy then. And that's how Obi-Wan finds out. Well, because that's the, that's the thing up. that, yeah, because in, the, in the episode four, uh, the New Hope, it, it's very much implied that Obi-Wan didn't know that Vader was, or Anakin was still alive. So it's it's mm-hmm. a they've already changed up the lore, like you said, from based off the, the the comic, and then also the idea that he's that the Inquisitor just told him that he's still well, alive. Well, in a so. New Hope, um, in a New Hope, they always alive. I think in a, then in the New Hope, didn't they say that Vader killed Anakin? I thought as what Obi Wan told Luke. Yes, he he does. He does. Yeah, he, does so he, tell, knows, yeah he, he knows who he is. He just learns that. Um, they they, they learned it like again. They're retconned to where he learned at this moment and not right. during the news getting out that Vader is like still alive. Right, and also they, it's it does seem like it's implied in episode four they haven't seen each other since uh, the end of episode three more or less. Mm-hmm. So, but it does seem likely that the way that they're handling this show that they'll probably meet up in some way during this. Show. Right, um, they may they, not. I don't, I don't know. know how that's going to go. I think there's I think yeah. there's an instance where they meet up, but yeah, but I, but I, I, I I'm, I'm, hope, I'm still hopeful. I am still hopeful, Deb. I am still hopeful. I just I honestly I need another scene of like almost like a rogue where. Vader just being Vader raw and uncut because we have the technology now to yeah. show how strong. Because with the extended Legends universe, a lot of the Jedi and Sith in that universe are exponentially stronger because they are showing the Force in a lot more of a. They're using the Force in more powerful and creative ways than they do in the movies and other stuff. Right. Like oh, absolutely. So absolutely. The fact that we have the technology to show Vader doing that kind of crazy shit that he was doing in the comics and in those in that content, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I need to see more of that. I, Rogue I was fire. That whole hallway scene mm-hmm. is probably some of the best Star Wars content I've seen like the last five years to a decade that I've seen that they put out. It's still it's, it's what everyone uses. It's the benchmark. It's like for live action, especially that's the best like Vader scene. That's by far the best live action Vader scene we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm hopeful that they will do that. I hope that they use that budget to, to do those kind of things. Right. I really am because it's the first. Because think about this: all the other live action shows they've had for Star Wars on Disney Plus, they haven't really had Jedi doing that much. They had okay uh, Luke at the end of Mandalorian season two. And that was it, primarily. All right. So, yeah. the only thing I'm worried about though is how they're going to be presenting Vader, because I doubt they brought in Christensen just to be under a helmet and act with James True. Earl Jones' voice being over that. True. And then I'm scared they're going to have him be without the helmet a lot. They can't do that. They even in the comics or in other content, no. people, if you just see him without his helmet on, he murders you on the spot. Vader plays no games about that shit. You cannot see him without no. his helmet on. No, you can't. But also, he can't. 
he died. He he's in such bad shape. He kind of needs his helmet on. It's not like it's not a matter of like. Well, he doesn't have aesthetics. to have it on. Um, he has to have it on to like fight and shit like that. But he can like like he when he meditates, he doesn't have it on when he meditates. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he can't exist without it. But it's, he yeah. can't like get into a serious, rigorous, hardcore fight, running around doing stuff like that's not going to work for him. Oh, it depends. Um, Cause, but it, but it's it's also you wouldn't have you wouldn't bring Hayden Christian back to have his face all messed up. You, you I, I imagine they're gonna have some. I, scenes I see him talking Obi Wan a lot with it off. Maybe that'd be weird though. I mean, yeah, uh, I, don't I don't know. Do like, you want that? Do you want to have a scene with him? I mean, I wouldn't. Up face? I, w- I wouldn't mind it since they started like that. They showed it in the prequels. I don't. Know. I, don't I just know. don't know how you bring him back unless you change the voice and have him. But then like James Earl Jones is still alive and kicking. Why would He's you not have him reprise the role? Yeah, I don't know. That's the whole thing. I, uh, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> so that's, that's a whole other discussion. Craig, uh, yeah, go ahead yeah. and shoot, man. Go ahead and uh, let us know what the question is. Yeah, yeah. We, we pretty much were like at the. Yeah, we. <laughs> I didn't think we would have. I didn't think we would have enough information to talk about for this particular topic, but we. And, I, and I knew we would. I knew we. I was like, we'll get it up. We know we will. I know we will. I know we will. I was preparing backup stuff just in case. I was like, man, no, never mind. We, I'm, we're good. We're good. Because the thing is, uh, anytime you and I, or especially if Otis is around. If it's a if it's a movie or a sub or show that we don't see eye to eye on, we always have a much we have a lot, a lot of discussion. right, right. So, yeah. The content's dope though. Again, I love Star Wars, I love the IP, and I can't wait to see more of it going forward. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna get even like to the points we brought up before earlier, it's gonna get even more so like that due to the mm-hmm. fact that the next big set trilogy piece that they're gonna be going forward with is gonna be the old republic stuff, mm-hmm. which maybe it may be a little different because a lot of people are not familiar with those characters a lot. And they can retcon the characters and change up their origins and make them new so they don't have to follow the history. Yeah. But it's just it's dope. It's dope. Craig's question, he has, has being Good a question. content creator changed or taking away you being a fan? That is an excellent question. It's a great question. Um, yeah. Do you want to go first without you answer that first? Uh, sure, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so has being a content creator changed, taken away, or added uh, to my, I guess, fandom? I would say it's kind of all of the above. In a way, it's because now the thing is, I've been a content creator not for YouTube, but as far as comic books writing goes, um, for over ten years. So when you write that much, you actually are involved in, in creating comic books and making stories. You are very, very keen on making sure things make sense. That's part of your job. Is things make things they can make sure things make sense. So when I watch a movie or a show, and I feel like the writing for one reason or another is lacking or doesn't add up, I can't help but notice that. Um, however. When things do track, when things do add up, I'm, I'm I kick out over it even more. Um, so it's it's a double edged sword. I appreciate well made content that much more as a content creator, but also I I can't help but give it market when it's not done well. And as far as being a YouTube creator or things of that nature, it's almost if it's negative, it's, it's gives me almost more that much more to talk about. So I kind of enjoy it in some way mm-hmm. uh, too. So yeah, it's it's definitely changed things. To answer your question, um, for me in particular, I feel like there it's a it's a double edged sword. In some instances, it makes me a lot more pessimistic with some content. There's not as much content nowadays that I can just turn my brain off and enjoy for being just goofy and funny. Right. And there are other instances where me being a content creator and knowing I'm going to have to break this down so I'm looking at it in a different type of lens mm-hmm. makes me enjoy it even more because now I'm paying a lot more attention to details that I may not have even looked to think about before because I have to explain this in a very concise way going forward. Yeah. Um. So for it, I think it depends on the content too. For certain stuff like Star Wars where it's like that much of influence on my nerddom growing up, I'm always going to be able to enjoy it no matter what context. But if it's something that I'm not having a history with, 
like Dune, for example, something that we talked about beforehand, mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking at it in a more critical way and not really just brain dead and looking for it. Because yeah. like with this show, I'm just looking for my childhood nostalgia stuff and characters that I've been looking at so I can like go back to my child place and just enjoy it for it, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, that's a good point, Dev, is that it, it does make you a more critical watcher in, in multiple senses. This It, it really mm-hmm. does, uh, which is a good thing. I mean, I, I, I spend more time. If I know, for example, that we're going to talk about a show or a movie or review something, um, back in the day, I, I watched things a lot more with my phone out. I'd be playing on my phone while it's kind of casually playing in the background. But now, mm-hmm. this show, I know we're going to talk about, for example, I watched Obi-Wan. I watched, uh, I watched it twice. They made sure I actually knew what I was going to talk about today without my phone. So mm-hmm. it does make you more critical, give you a critical eye. All right. Which, again, at the end of the day, people forget this. It's entertainment. So at the end of the day, it's just there to entertain you as long as you're entertained. It is what it is. So right. critiques are fun, and it's fun to have the conversation about it so you can enjoy it on a different level. Yeah. But I think sometimes people let critiques deter their entertainment, which just don't do. If you enjoy it, you enjoy 100%. it. There shouldn't be – you don't have to explain why you enjoyed something to people all the time. 100%. I agree. And, th- and that's the thing, too. If there, are, there will be there will come times where it's like – this I I acknowledge this is dumb. I acknowledge this shouldn't work, but for the reason I like it, it just is what it is. Or mm-hmm. or everything on the surface looks really good. Uh, I know everyone else in the world loves it, but for me, it just doesn't work. It happens too. It's it is what it is. And you and you the first when you first get get involved with this, you feel there's some kind of inclination to defend your answers or defend your takes on things. But there isn't always mm-hmm. there's always you need to defend things. You are. What you I think that's just the nature of of people that. In, in society now where like if you don't think like them it's a problem and it can't just be like oh, we just have different perspectives on something and they right. can both be right exactly and that's that's one thing too i'm sure craig is aware of this as well there's so much toxic fandom in general um one reason i like doing this show with you and otis uh, uh, soups is that you, there, there's no we're allowed like, we just had a whole like, half hour uh discussion debate about this um and there was no there was no animosity there was no name calling there's no bad blood it's just we're able to have an open candid conversation um, that's not always the case amongst fans, so. right? Chris, I felt dope to be friends with people that one day are going to break records. Keep doing y'all, y'all dope. Individual. I appreciate that, Chris. Thanks, thanks, I, I, I appreciate hope so. You. Appreciate you, brother. We're gonna bring you with us, my brother. We're gonna bring yeah. you with us. Um, exactly. yeah, we're a little bit over time, but it was great. We had great discussion. Uh, next week, we'll be back with uh, Mr. Lelouch V. He'll be here hot and fire and probably making up for the law session that uh, he had today. So, I can't wait to have him back. Exactly. And we're proud of our boy. We're going to have a, we will have his book. Um, it's called Briarlands uh, Into the Pyre. Uh, I was a writer on it, but it was created by Otis, uh, Otis East and Stan, uh, what he's called by, he goes by Keith Stanley, aka Stan Thomas. Uh, they will, it will be hopefully available for sale online um, following this weekend, but they may not have any left. So uh, yeah, soon. I think I have the, uh, yeah, here's the cu- picture of the cover for people that are wondering what it will look like. This is what it will yeah. look like. That's it. That's the book. So, so yeah. Yeah. Just real quick before we exit, the last thing that I wanted to kind of get on, I meant to talk about it at the beginning of the show, but um, obviously we talk about nerd-related content here uh, more than anything else, but when real-life things happen that we feel are important to us, uh, we do want to sometimes address those things. Yes. Um, that being of all the mass shootings that have been going on recently in Texas as well as uh, Buffalo, New York. Um, that one hit a little home to me both ways. Um, obviously, I grew up in being in school all the time, seeing that stuff going on. Uh, kind of hit me one way as well as my, one of my best friends and Otis and our co-host being like, he lives in Buffalo, New York. Buffalo. So now I have my myself to worry about as well as like friends of mine that this happened probably relatively close to him. So I just wanted to, uh, again, uh, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but more so just kind of bring attention to people that we kind of need to 
do better as society. And hopefully for me personally, that's putting more restrictive uh, laws when it comes to gun ownership and gun possession. That's where I personally and individually as a person uh, feel like we should go. Um, again, other members of my podcast may feel differently, but I will not hate them for that. No, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Also, I would just say too that um, it's hard out there. It's hard out there. I think I'm not trying. To, I'm not here to fault anybody for doing what they do. But if I know myself, I've 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 had to. There have been really rough times, or either depression or other things that go in my life, and I've had to. I've had, I've, I've sought you know professional help to me get to those, get to those moments. If you are going through some things, if you're struggling either because of these things or having really weird thoughts because of the things going on, please uh, find help. Uh, you know, talk to somebody, do what you need to do. Uh, you're not alone out there. That's all. Yes, sir. And we'll just end this on a moment of silence for the people that were lost to these tragic events. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate the support. This has been another episode of the Then and Now podcast. And we'll see you guys next week, 530. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Poudini. Poudini.